Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up and welcome back to another episode of Two for Two, your sports podcast for the culture by the voices of the culture with Walt Pegues and Marquise Johnson. Season two, episode nine, the offseason is in full effect in the NBA. So that's what we'll start this episode off with. Free agency trades. We're going to give you all a rundown, give you all our thoughts and our takes on all of the madness going on in the NBA. But we'll also get into some NFL. The season is here. The preseason is underway. My Steelers playing the Cowboys to open things up. So very, very excited to get into the preseason, some training camp storylines and all that good stuff. So season two, episode nine. Enjoy it. Keith, my brother, how you feeling? Feeling good, bro, man. Uh, Like you said, another day on the pod. It's a great day. Um, Free agency. The Knicks didn't disappoint me completely. and like you said, preseason's here. Football's back every single day on my Instagram. If you follow me, you see me post the Bucks play of the day. So I'm excited. Um, another week closer to Tampa Bay football, Michigan Wolverine football. So a lot of ups and downs are ahead of me. But nevertheless, I love to look forward to it. I'm happy to be here. I feel that, man. It's a great day. It's a great day, man. My Steelers are back on the field tonight. Uh, in about two hours, actually. So I'm I'm excited. I'm hyped um, finally to get back on the field after, uh, you know, that, that bad taste in my mouth from, from the last time my Steelers were on the field. So uh, just erasing that season from last year, which, of course, we started out hot, but uh, not not didn't finish the way that uh, Steelers Nation wanted to finish. But football season is finally here, bro. So I'm very excited about that. I think everybody's excited about the football season other than Cowboys fans. Um no shot at Nell or anything like that, but uh, Cowboys fans, they are they already bringing a lot of negativity uh, to the season, and they didn't even play yet. Dak Prescott coming back, they should be hyped, but, you know, it's Cowboys fans. So Summer League is here as well, so that's another thing to look forward to. So a lot of good stuff going on, baseball season uh, heating up a little bit as well. But um, we got to kick things off with the NBA free agency. Last episode was the draft recap, and as soon as that draft recap happened, from the East Coast to the West Coast, and everything was just going crazy in terms of the NBA free agency. So that's where we'll start things, man. And um, I kind of already know where this conversation is going, but <laughs> but I will still pose the question to you. What moves so far have stood out this offseason in the NBA? Oh, man, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny you said that, um, you know, where this is going. I, I actually tried a lot. I tried very hard today, uh, you know, just looking and uh, looking things over prior to now. And I, I, I'm not going to go down the Knicks alley too early. I'm going to give everybody a break. Um, we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Oh, that's why, that's why I said too early. I don't want to get there off the back, off the rip. But we're going to make our way there um, for sure. Don't worry. But I really have two big moves that stood out to me the most. 
And the first one is Lonzo Ball going to to the Bulls, man. I'm a big fan of Lonzo Ball. I'm one of the people who believes that his best basketball is definitely ahead of him. And he's gotten better. If you look at his stats and you just look out, not even just his stats, just how he's played, he's gotten better year after year. And what more can you ask from a guy that, you know, a guy that came to the league, he had a lot of hype um, just off of, you know, his name alone. Um, his UCLA days were also very good as well. But, you know, he, he he didn't start off how I guess everybody thought he would. But he's getting a, a very, very nice deal to go to Chicago. And I, I, I just didn't expect that. I, I'll say, honestly, the Chicago moves in general, man. I had – they weren't on my radar. Um, they weren't on my radar at all. I didn't expect Lonzo to even look to go to Chicago. I know he was linked to the Knicks a little bit. Other t- other point guard needy teams, but never once did I I think about Chicago. And same with the Rosen, who ended up you know going to Chicago Chicago as well. Who I know he was trying to go to L.A. and all that other talk. But uh, that that was the first one. Then then the this next move was another point guard move, and that was Kyle Lowry going to Miami. Uh, that that kicked off the free agency. It, it's funny because you know the you're not supposed to. Um, you know, be able to talk to, to free agents technically until six o'clock on the day. And then the next thing you know, there's deals happening at 601. That's funny. You know, what are, what are the odds of getting talking to now? But we all know how, how the NBA is. So no, no need to even go down that road. But Kyle Lowry, man, he's a Toronto legend. I mean, he's a Raptors guy. He's, it's weird to think that he's not going to be on the Raptors anymore. But, you know, him, him going to Miami, that's a move to me that I think. It's big for the Heat. You know, uh, Goran Dragic is a great point guard, um, but you get to get Kyle Lowry, a champion, a veteran leader, an all-star, a guy who's going to come in and take a lot of pressure off of Jimmy Butler. I think he'll also make life a lot easier for um, Bam Adebayo, and I think that he fits in. I think he'll fit in really well with Coach Bolstra and that Heat culture. Uh so that that move and then the Chicago Bulls moves, bro. Those ones, I was like, wow. I just looked down. I was like, okay, the East is getting, you know, the East is getting real, real interesting. You know, real interesting. Your your Philly boys gonna have some more competition up there at the top, man. Uh, and that's that's where I'll leave it. I'll leave it there for now. I'll leave it there. I got you, and I mean, I got the Bulls and Heat circled on my notes as well, like. I kind of looked at free agency and I'm still kind of looking at it in like tiers. Right. So there's of course three teams that I feel like separated themselves from the pack and you, you named the two, the bulls and the heat, of course, uh, with Lonzo ball. I think you use the right way to kind of frame his career. He's not having the career that people expected him to have. Like we always knew Lonzo was a great passer. He had great feel for the game. He had great vision and all this stuff, but, I, I think Lonzo Ball's best, you know, spot on the floor is kind of being that secondary ball handler, at, you know, actually taking him off the ball more and allowing him to, you know, spot up and, and find gaps and kind of play off the ball. So I think he kind of discovered that last year playing in New Orleans with Zion and, and B.I. having a lot of, you know, having a rock in their hands a lot. So I, I definitely feel like Lonzo going over there to play with Zach Levine. I think that's a great fit. That's a great backcourt. My guy Kobe over there, man. Kobe White. I don't know. I don't know what he gonna do, but uh as a UNC fan, but 
I think Lonzo is a great addition. They got Vucevic last year. Um, and then DeRozan, a perennial all-star in this league, a mid-range specialist. But I think him and, and Zach on the wings with Lonzo, like, that's that's as good as it gets as for one, two, threes in a league. Um, and then Caruso, Caruso, leaving L.A. was kind of shocked to see that happen. But, uh, I mean, I think he fits right in. I was joking. I said he's like he's going to be like Kirk Heinrich 2.0 over there in Chicago. Um, and then they also get Daniel Tice to back up Vucevic. <laughs> so they got Tice. And then they also got the Sixers legend, Tony Bradley, as well. Uh, so the Bulls, A-plus in terms of the offseason for them. Then the Heat, you, you covered it all. Kyle Lowry, uh, just a winner, a champion, you know, a tough guy. Fits right in next to Jimmy Butler. And they'll be bullying Harrow and Duncan Robinson to play up to their potential, I feel like. So I think that's a great fit. Um, Duncan Robinson, got to give him a shout out, man. The, the highest paid undrafted player ever. Duncan Robinson, a $90 million player, man. That, like, that's crazy. That's crazy to hear. But, I mean, if you could shoot the ball, you always don't have a spot in the league. You know where he came from. I believe he was a what, D2, D3 guy? No, 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 no. Yeah, D3 guy, but you know where he finished, where he got that degree from. <laughs> Michigan Wolverine. Wolverines in the NBA, they're different. We collect checks and we win games. You got paid, got man. Specialist, man. Yeah. Specialist, I told you. So, yeah, shout out to Duncan Robinson getting paid, but that's a big signing. Make sure the Heat locked him up, secured that. Jimmy Butler also um, about to sign the extension. And then they also pick up P.J. Tucker and Markeith Morris, so they add some toughness as well. Some more toughness down there in Miami. And then Oladipo, uh, who struggled with injuries. But, you know, I think the fact that he's a former All-Star, right? Oladipo, I, I believe, made an All-Star game. So uh, bringing him back is another huge acquisition for the Heat. And um, they, they look really good. And the last team, I mean, I got to go outside to out, – out west. I got to go out west to LeBron James – the, the greatest general manager of the modern era of <laughs> uh, constructing a team that looks really, really similar to some USA basketball teams of the past, adding Carmelo Anthony, bringing Dwight back to LA. Then you add Trevor Ariza, Malik Monk, Wayne Ellington, Kent Bazemore, Kendrick Nunn. And of course they just got Russell Westbrook in a trade. So I'm still skeptical about the fit. Like how is LeBron? Russ, AD, Dwight, like how are all these guys who kind of are paint players and that's where they're best at, how are they going to fit? You know, Melo is more of a, you know, spot up guy at this point in his career, but still feel like Melo likes to get to his spots. He likes to, you know, be at the mid post and the mid range. Um, so, you know, just seeing how everything will work out. I'm a little nervous about that, but I mean, I, you know, I think it's, it's must watch TV. I mean, it's Showtime. Showtime has been back in L.A. You know, since LeBron's been there. But, I mean, this is going to be fun. And seeing Russell Westbrook running the floor with LeBron and A.D. I mean, all-star games alone, they always put on a show. Olympics, you know, they put on a show. And then bring over Melo. And I don't want to jinx Melo. I don't want to jinx Russell Westbrook. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like they got to get one at least, right? Like, they have to. So, I mean, it'll be good to see if they can still the deal. Um, but you no, know, those are the top three teams. I call it, you know, they're kind of the big three of free agency Bulls, Lakers, and Heat. Three kind of historic franchises. And, you know, making a splash is, is really big. And then two other teams that I kind of think are a tear below, but it was more like maintenance. 
So the Suns, of course, you had to lock up CP3. Say what you want. Maybe they shouldn't have signed him to that long of an extension, but it's Chris Paul. You just got to the NBA Finals where you haven't even sniffed the finals since Charles Barkley was there. So the fact that the Suns were able to get to the finals, they owed it to Chris Paul to bring him back. They also re-signed campaign with a very, very like nice deal for, for the Suns organization. I don't really know what campaign's uh, team was thinking, but campaign going back and then JaVel McGee, that was a huge acquisition. JaVel McGee, say what you want about him, you know, Shaq in a fool, can't do much, but out West, you're going to need a center like JaVel McGee that can guard the ADs. And JaVel, that was a huge gift for them. And you saw it in the NBA Finals. They were getting bullied by the Bucks. So adding JaVel is, is a huge pickup. And then third team will be Utah. Utah brought back Mike Conley. We saw they were number one out West last year. So you bring back Conley. You bring Rudy Gay back to Utah, which is a good pickup. Eric Pascal. And then Hassan Whiteside, the backup Rudy Gobert. So and I think Utah did a good job of, you know, staying probably at the same level. I still think maybe they're a piece or two away from really competing with the Lakers and the Warriors and the Suns, but I think Utah, you know, they put themselves in a good position. No, um, I I, I agree. I think in a little a little while, uh, I have I have a couple of things to say about your son's take, but I hope for Melo's sake, man. It's it's like you said, Melo and Russ. They those are two superstars who have very passionate fan bases. For like for those guys, would be like just individually. Uh, the rust, the rust hive is crazy. Led by my boy RJ, who has already said he has become the ultimate American sports fan. He's a Cowboys fan now. He's a Lakers fan, um, and so he's talking about you know just rust and how he's been waiting for years to get off all these jokes because he's just planning for Russ to get this ring. And then me, man, uh, Melo, Carmelo Anthony's my my favorite basketball player of all time. Uh, well, after Michael Jordan, obviously, but I want him to do it so bad. Like, but it's like you said, I feel like it's like, I feel like I'm jinxing him by saying it and something about the situation, man, when all these things, they get free agent after free agent, they add Malik Monk, they add Wayne Ellington, they add Trevor Reza, Dwight. You're like, Oh, this team is forming to be something good. And there's like the, Oh, but they're old. And it's like something about the age, something about the way the team has been constructed, something about L.A., A.D. and his injury past. Man, I just have a really, really, really hard time committing to saying that, you know, the Lakers are going to get this ring, man. But either way, we got to we gotta give them credit. Like you said, the best GM in the, in the modern-day era, him, shoot, Rich Paul, too. A lot of a lot of those guys are, are rich Paul guys, man. Clutch. And, and you know, clutch clutch sports is running the NBA low key. But um I, I, I agree with you. I think um free agency so far has definitely been something else. And those moves are are big ones for real. For sure, man. Like I was I, I was glued to my phone, um, waiting for all the Woj bombs, the Shams bombs and all of that, just because we couldn't keep up with it. I mean, it was just so much going on. Um, the draft was great, but I think I, everyone was kind of waiting for August 1st to get here and once free agency. And we know it, like there were some high profile guys and there's a lot of guys that's been on the trade block and different rumors here and there. But um, what the Lakers did was crazy. Dwight Howard going back, Ariza going back, 
Bazemore going back, Ellington going back. So, like, guys that have been in L.A. pre-LeBron and Dwight, you know, he was there with LeBron for that year. Um, but, you know, for them to kind of come back, and then once they added Melo uh, and they added, you know, Westbrook, it's like, all right, you know, these guys, they, they're they for real. Um, LeBron, he's already been putting out stuff, you know, trying to find ways to stay motivated, but, you know, saying they're doubting them because of their age and all this stuff. And, I mean, I think people are, are saying it because, you know, it's something to talk about. It's exciting. I mean, I'm, I don't think it's hurting the league. L.A. has been back since LeBron has been there. But now you bring a third superstar in Russell Westbrook. You bring a guy, like you said, he's the star stature of Carmelo Anthony to L.A. Um, and it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, this season is, is going to be unpredictable, but uh, definitely looking forward to it, man. And, you know, sticking to that, like the Lakers are a team where me and you are already talking about they're going to be looked upon to be an NBA championship team. Um, I mean, I think that's the only reason why you see Carmelo going to L.A., probably turning down more money in Portland. And you see guys taking, you know, pay cuts. I think a Trevor Ariza are looking at a Kent Bazemore who was offered, they said, more money to stay in Golden State. But he still chose to go to L.A. Kendrick Nunn turning down bigger money to go to L.A. So when we look at teams, maybe after this offseason, what are some teams that have positioned themselves to be NBA championship contenders? Uh, this one, this one's hard because I try not to think about like teams like LA. You know, they're already contenders, um, and I, and I, I think I, honestly, man, a lot of these teams, a lot of what we saw rather was teams that were already contenders. Uh, you know, shaping up to be even better, and I, I think that's the, the the route I'll take on this, man. You, you see, the Lakers, they got better. Um, Golden State, to me, uh, draft plus free agency, they got better. I mean, they lost Kent Bazemore, like you said. They lost Pascal, which is uh, Eric Pascal, which I think is a big loss. But then they signed a guy like Otto Porter, who's another knockdown shooter shooting 40% from three at the veterans minimum. You know, that guy, that's a guy that, yeah, his career hasn't been what you think. But when you think about the Warriors and the offense that they run, the style of play they have, it's another guy that's going to fit in perfectly. And then you add the draft, um, the draft picks of Moses Moody and Dante Kaminga to that. And they've just positioned themselves again. Um, same thing with Miami, a team who maybe they, they were thought of to be a contender considering they went to the finals, but uh, you know, they just put themselves in another prime position. So for me, it wasn't really any any team that wasn't a contender that has now pushed themselves into contender, contender status, except for one team. We talked about it. You knew. <laughs> you, <laughs> you knew this was going to come, man. I'm looking around because I, I, I know you're not about to say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming, man. The New York Knicks – have pushed themselves to contender status. And here, here's why. Here's why. The addition of Evan Fournier, originally I looked at it and I text group chat and I said, the Knicks are going to make me uh, go crazy again. Knicks going to be I the Knicks. At, I, I, right. I'm like, okay. But it was more so not – it wasn't because it was Evan Fournier. It was just like our first signing, you know. or Well, our first signings were Alec Burks and there was Noel. That was what tipped me off. I was like, okay. But 
when I look at how we did it, man, I, I think the Knicks, what they did with adding Evan Fournier, that gave them, you know, we need we need some scoring. And and I think coming off of an Olympic summer, Evan Fournier, his um his confidence is at is at all time high. So I'm I'm predi- I'm predicting a career year. Then we re-signed Derrick Rose. Needed that. Nerlens, whatever, back up for Mitch Robinson, fine. Alec Burke score. But then we added Kimba Walker. And I know he's like 30 now, maybe 31 injuries. He's like 5'10, can't guard a chair. But with lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What can he do? Score the ball. Shoot the ball. And he's exciting. And I think that, I think that's what New York is New York's exciting and Kim was coming back to the garden. Kim has been wanting to be in the garden since the day he he did that step back at UConn and and game pit. You know what I'm saying? That New York is home. And I and I think that all of the additions that we've made, man, I'm not gonna say we're gonna contend. I'll, I'll make a little little discrepancy. I'm not gonna say we're gonna contend, you know, to, to win a title, but we'll contend in the East. I think we're pushing ourselves. You know, we we give. I think we can give the Sixers a run. You know, right now y'all are in flux, man. Y'all are Walt is <laughs> Walt is not having this. <laughs> but I think I think that we can give those guys a run. I think that we'll have some good games with the Nets. I think that we can beat Miami. Julius is going to take another step. RJ Bear is going to take another step, and I, I think the Knicks, man. I think they positioned themselves because the question was positioned ourselves, right? We positioned ourselves into contender contention. And I think that if everything falls in place, the one thing that all of our deals did in free agency was prepare us to add Dame Lillard. And that is when we will catapult into contender status. So that right there, that's my big contender along with all the other people. But the biggest one, the Knicks have positioned themselves to be in the, in the running. Yes, I said we we gonna get up with Philly, and I'm not changing my mind. What's that old saying that people be saying? That's why you can't give people nice things. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of stuff like this, you know. I will say I, I applaud the Knicks for uh, what they have done this off season. Um, signing a scorer like Evan Fournier when you very you, you really struggled to score, and that was exposed in the playoffs. Um, you get Kemba Walker on the steal because OKC is. OKC and Sam Presti, who knows what he's doing? He's, you know, I think he's trying to like prepare a roster for 
whenever his like middle school son is ready to play in the NBA or something like that, that just must what be going. That's what's going on in OKC. I feel like at this point, so you get Kimball Walker on a steel deal. So, I mean, that's great work by the Knicks front office. Uh, you, you bring back the heart and soul of the team, Derek Rose and Todd Gibson, uh, Tib guys. So you keeping that core together. Um, so that that's great. That's job well done by the New York Knicks. But until you have a superstar, the caliber of a Joel Embiid, y'all have nothing for the Sixers. Y'all have nothing for the Nets. Y'all have nothing for Giannis in a box. Y'all have nothing for Ice Trey over there in Atlanta. So oh, wait, no. we we got y'all are still here. y'all are still oh, man. the mid tier of the Eastern Conference. That's that's kind of how I look at it. I feel like the Knicks are still the the mid tier. But I do agree with you on the Miami Heat <laughs> positioning themselves as championship contenders because they were just there two years ago. Uh, and this team is significantly better than the team that they put in that finals two years ago. Uh, then a Lakers, I would have to say, adding Russell Westbrook is an immediate upgrade from Dennis Schroeder. But I don't want to sound disrespectful this week, people, but you got Kyle, you got rid of Kyle Kuzma. I mean, L.A. is rejoicing right now. Kyle Kuzma is no longer on that roster. Um, so, I mean, LeBron can sleep better at night. I mean, the Lakers are happy. I mean, you got rid of Kuzma. You bring in some guys that are tough, Ariza, um, guys with experience, Wayne Ellington, and adding youth as well in terms of Kendrick Nunn, and you bring in THT back for the second unit. So, um, I mean, I, I do think that the Lakers, they need to figure out the best way to play together. But when you add, you know, star power, you got Russell Westbrook. You got a third star there to play with LeBron and AD, which they desperately needed. So, I mean, I think the Lakers position themselves really well. And then a Bucks, you bring back Bobby Portis. And that's, that's huge. And their whole starting lineup comes back. Uh, Giannis. Giannis probably loves all this attention that LeBron and the Lakers are getting right now because, you know, he can stay. I never saw a guy who has won two MVPs, a defensive player of the year, just coming off the probably the greatest, you know, closeout finals game of all time, scoring 50 points. And the Bucks are already underdogs next season. People are already putting in Nets-Lakers championship, and the Bucks will be back. Also, George Hill is reports that he's going back there. And then he also signed uh, Semi Ojale as well to kind of make up for the loss of P.J. Tucker. You know, we're not talking about star players. We're not talking about guys who probably are going to be, you know, 20-point scorers or anything like that, but just guys that are fit guys, glue guys. Simeon Ojale plays solid minutes for Boston as a backup. So uh, when you bring back Bobby Portis, you bring it back George Hill potentially, and then you add in Simeon Ojale, you know, losing P.J. Tucker doesn't look too bad. So, I mean, I think the Bucks have kept themselves where, where they need to be and in position to, to repeat as champions. Yeah, I, I I hear all of that. You know, I, I just want to say, I just want to say that when we did the, I, I actually went back and I was looking through, you know, all of our episodes and listening a little bit. And I said, the Knicks were going to be the eight seed in the East this year. And you called it a keys take then. I said the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl. You didn't say no, but you were like, ah. I, I look. I cannot keep giving y'all gems, okay? I cannot continue to come on here free of charge and giving everybody 
the 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 knowledge, man. And and I I, I hear you, but the Bucks lo- the Bucks losing PJ Tucker is gonna be a lot bigger than you think. Resigning Bobby Portis is Bobby Portis, man. He he can hoop. Don't get me wrong, but I mean it's Bobby Portis. Um, I don't really care for Simeone and George Hill been good since I think. Didn't he play for Philly? Yeah, he did. Philly, I mean, right? he was hurt for like uh, half the time that he was in right. Philly, okay, but, no, I mean, no. He, he did play a little bit in the playoffs, but didn't give the Pacers. Money. Pacers, George Hill. That's the last time George Hill's been anything. So the Bucks, man. I, don't don't get me wrong, because they're out. Look, I'm not gonna go from the Giannis stand to nothing in in two weeks. Uh, they'll be around, but I still think that. Um, I just think that for them, I, I don't like them letting. Well, I guess they didn't really have much of a choice. I don't know why PJ left to be honest, but. Um, Losing, I just think PJ Tucker is a big piece of that team, just in terms of defense, uh, tenacity. I would say shooting, but I saw him hit the side of the backboard one too many times in the playoffs for me. But man, look, the East is gonna be fun, y'all. Like I said, the the Sixers, y'all are currently going through. I, I wish that the listeners could see the group chat just to see the state of Philly. Because if they could see it, they wouldn't believe. I don't know why you still believe in y'all. Y'all are about to go back to where y'all came from. All over Ben Simmons' drama. It's 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 hysterical. Um, but, hey, nevertheless, no, no, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Um, I'm just going to tell y'all, don't sleep on the Knicks again, you know. The city never sleeps, but everybody seems to sleep on us. I don't get it. So that's that's it for me. That's my key stake of the day, and I'm going I'm to I'm back up. You can't give people nice things. It's just we saw what happened when the Knicks made the playoffs this year. We see we saw what happened when you know everybody was celebrating in the garden and, and Trey Young had to had to send them home. So I mean, I think it's a good thing that the Knicks are relevant again and that they are in these conversations led by Keith. Um, so I mean, I think it's good for basketball, uh, but. When we're looking at our Sixers, it's tough right now. I mean, it's we're in a tough situation. We got Rich Paul and Ben Simmons holding us hostage pretty much. Um, so it's hard for me to have any optimism that any Ben Simmons deal would be done before the season probably because, I mean, I just think Daryl Morey, he knows how hard the Sixers work to have a roster with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Two superstars under 26. I mean, that's what Sam Hankey, that's that's what the process was all about. It was about getting superstars. And Ben Simmons had the potential to be a superstar. He's still a star in the league. He's the, you know, probably the best defensive player in the league. And then you got Joel Embiid, the best center in the league. And you work so hard to build a team, construct a roster centered around your two centerpieces, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And now one of them is kind of reached the point where he's kind of unfixable and he is who he's going to be. So it's really hard to, it's hard to move away from that unless you get a Damian Lillard in a return, a Bradley bill plus draft picks, you know, plus all of this extra stuff, but it just doesn't look like the rest of the NBA is falling for it. As good as Daryl Morey is, I think he'll come up with something creative, but it's like everyone watched that game against the Hawks. Everyone watched it, and luckily, Ben Simmons had already signed his extension, so he's going to have the money 
But that game single-handedly destroyed the Sixers. <laughs> like, it, it just did. Like, what followed was that Joel Embiid and Doc Rivers made comments, which me personally, I probably would have kept those comments to myself if I'm in their position. But they said what the rest of the world was thinking. They said what the rest of the Sixers organization was thinking. They said what the rest of the Sixers fan base was saying. Ben Simmons, we we just don't know at this point if he can be the point guard of the Philadelphia 76ers to win the championship. That moment in the game, like Joel Embiid said, is when we lost the, semi, the Eastern Conference semifinal. So the honesty, the truthfulness of Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, you know, that just created something that's beyond repair at this point. And Ben Simmons, knowing how he has been since the LSU days and since his career here in Philly, I mean, it's just if he doesn't get his way, we're, we're pretty much it, it's done. Like, it's, it's over with. So we're, we're at the situation where we need to move him, and that's the only option moving forward. Like, he can't come in a training camp at this point. Those bridges have been burnt. So it's just kind of like now it's just a wait and see which team can take the bait. And if I'm the GM, I'm going right to Sacramento, just looking at their track record, and I'm asking for Buddy Heald, Darren Fox, and some draft picks or something. It's just, I don't know at this point. So I'm, I'm hurting right now. I'm speaking for the group message. I'm speaking for Sixers fans, but it is the offseason. We still got some time left, so I'm not in panic mode. I was happy that we picked up Andre Drummond, who's an upgrade from Dwight Howard as a backup center. I was happy we re-signed Danny Green, Furkan Korkmaz. I, you know, I think that's a solid pickup, you know, getting him back. And then George Niang, I think, is a very underrated player in the league. He had a great season in Utah, and we desperately needed a backup for the Mike Scott experience is over. I think that we made some some moves that I think kind of keep us even, but there's one black hole in an organization right now, and that's Ben Simmons, sadly. So, I mean, I just don't know what we'll do with that. So that's kind of how I'm at with the Sixers. And we don't have Bradley Bill. We don't have Damian Lillard. So, I, I mean, I don't think Sixers fans are – Sixers fans don't have much positive to say other than that. Is th- this is like – I hate that it's you, bro. Like, I hate that this is your team. That's going through this because usually you off season is ran by the Knicks storylines that never happen or like just other stuff. But it's you, man. I, I'm glad it's not us. Finally, you know we don't have to hear about James Dolan kicking people out and banning people for life and Dave hating him. But we do have to hear about Ben Simmons, and I'm so glad that my team is far, far away from it. Please, we don't need them at all. So. We had Alfred Payton. That's basically the same thing. You know, we, we're fine. But, uh, yeah, bro, I hate it for you. I, I'm, I'm sick for you, bro, because you you in, the, in Philly, y'all deserve better, bro. I, and it, it sucks because I was becoming, like I said, once the Knicks got eliminated, I was rooting for y'all partially because I hated what Trey Young did to us. But not this way, man. This isn't the way it was supposed to go out. Go down. I'm sorry. Yeah, man, I'm just looking back. just wish we would have kept Jimmy Butler. Um, and, and I think, you know, things would be all right now. Just I missed that Jimmy Butler and J.J. Reddick squad, so that's all. And last thing before we about to hit 
over to the gridiron, man. We about to talk some football, but Vegas summer league. Looking ahead to that, some summer leagues just started around the league, so NBA summer league is here. Just real quick, bro. What are some teams and some players that you're looking forward to watching? Obviously, Kay Cunningham. I want to see how he fits. I'm sure he won't play too many games. And I'm also interested to see that Magic team. We, we talked about it a while ago or after the draft. You know, they have a lot of guys that were lottery picks. They have a lot of guys that's playing. Um, their roster is is really, really nice. I think um, I think they're playing. Cole Anthony's going to be there. RJ Hampton. Jalen Suggs is playing. Franz Wagner's coming, going to be there playing as well. So I'm excited to see how those young guys uh, fit in. Same thing with like you know Houston and um, Jalen Suggs. I mean, not, um, not Jalen Suggs, the other Jalen and um, Josh Christopher. And then I have one other, well, two other teams. Charlotte, just because like I, I love their draft, and they have the Leangelo Ball playing this summer with the Charlotte Hornets. And then the team that I think everybody should watch, the Portland Trailblazers. If you don't know, they have Michael Beasley, Emmanuel Moutier, and Kenneth Fareed all playing on their summer league team. Old heads. It, right, the straight old heads. And it's, it's crazy to think Kenneth Fareed is an Olympian. Kenneth Fareed, when he was in that um, – in that tournament, he actually made the all-tournament team. And uh, now you just see he's just kind of gone by the wayside. It's crazy. You think what happened to Ken Fareed. But um, I'm I'm excited to see how those guys play. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting for the younger guys that are playing on that Portland team because Michael Beasley don't pass. Um, I don't see Emmanuel Moutier or Ken Fareed passing either. You know how. It's just levels, man. And those guys have been starters in the league for multiple teams, uh, and I'm I'm curious to see how they even fit. And then one other old head, I know it's not another team, but my boy Brandon Knight is making a little comeback. He's playing with the Brooklyn Nets in the uh, in the summer league. So uh, I, those are a couple people, a couple teams that I'm excited to watch. Obviously, I'm also excited to watch my Knicks play. Uh, I feel for my boy Kevin Knox, who is on his way out. I've been saying it forever, but it seems like he just keeps sticking around. Uh, we're slowly but surely getting rid of all those guys, man. Frank Nilakina gone. We just got to get rid of Kevin Knox next, and then we'll be moving on. But, yeah, Summer League, August 8th. It's ready to go. Vegas. I got you, man. I'm right there with you Um, with, of course, the Pistons. I'm going to be real basic with my answer. I'm sorry, but Kay Cunningham. I'm just ready to finally see Kay Cunningham on the floor. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I'm going to make a bold take. The Detroit Pistons should absolutely destroy this summer league. I mean, Sadiq Bey will be playing. You got Sekou. Uh, you got Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart. You know, so they got pretty much their whole starting lineup. <laughs> you got Sadiq Bey, Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes. I feel like Kate will be in the backcourt this year. And then Jeremy Grant's over there playing in the Olympics right now. So I think he'll be probably the fifth guy in their starting lineup this year. And then also you got Luca Garza, the national player year from Iowa, who they drafted in the second round. So he's on the roster. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see what Kate does and the Pistons do. And then, man, we we talking about summer league basketball, summer basketball. You can't ignore 
Jalen Green and Josh Christopher playing for the Rockets. As a huge basketball fan, watching what these guys did for AAU when what two years ago. Um, so watching their their squad uh, and I think the Rocket squad, they have a lot of a lot of young talented players over there, a lot of energy. Uh, they also got Matthew Hurt from Duke who put up big numbers. He's playing also for the Rockets. So I'm just excited, man, to watch. You know, number one, number two pick. Always some fun showdowns. I remember back in the day we talk about Ben Simmons. I remember Ben Simmons' first summer league game. I mean, we thought we was watching LeBron James, but uh, we've come, we've come, we've come so far from that. But I mean, the summer league is always some uh, some fun time. So I'm excited, bro. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And better news for me. The NFL season is here, people. Uh, tonight, my Steelers kick off the preseason we playing against the dallas cowboys rj darnell i don't know if they want to watch the game tonight but i know i'm gonna be watching man so only bad thing is mason rudolph is starting but uh i mean i still think it's gonna be a lot of fun hall of fame game it should be a great weekend for steelers nation troy palomalu being inducted finally bill cower alan fanica so this is a great all-around weekend starting you know kicking off by tonight but I'm just excited, bro. NFL preseason is here. Give me your initial thoughts with football season kicking off. This starts 27 straight weeks of football. Is that is that correct? That's crazy to hear, but 27. 27 straight weeks of football starting with tonight. Just kind of just hearing that. How are you feeling? Man, I have I just moved out of my apartment in Harrisonburg and yesterday. I started unpacking my things, and what I unpacked first was my Tom Brady jersey, my Chris Godwin jersey, and I threw my old Jameis jersey to the side because, I mean, don't really have much use for it. Man, this feels great, bro. Usually, I'm filled with, like, a bunch of excitement. I'm like, okay, this is the year my team's not going to suck, and I'm talking trash in the group chats just because it's like, what else am I going to do? My team sucks. But, man – <clears throat> it's a great feeling. It's great. I'm excited for football. Uh, like I said, I've been posting the Bucks uh, training camp uh, highlights every day. Um, Tom Brady got him uh, his favorite avocado tequila sent to him. And it said, the note said, can't wait to crack this open in February. So that means that, you know, what he, what he has on his mind and that's another Super Bowl. And I'm, that's what's on my mind, too. It's nothing else. It's nothing else to it. Uh, but aside from the Bucks, man, in general, I'm, I do just love watching football 
for me to be a basketball guy, I actually have a preference of watching football, which is weird to me, sort of. But um, I, I love I love what I'm seeing, man. Um, keeping up with a lot of different teams. I'm really excited about the rookies. I saw Tim Tebow caught a touchdown in training camp the other day, and it was I was like, this is disgusting, but whatever. Um, <laughs> C.D. Lamb making crazy highlights. Uh, I'll get more to him later. Um, but yeah, overall, man, just excited, man. Training camp, preseason. I, I watch preseason games. I watch all of them. Um, I like watching the backups get get some minutes, you know. I, and I also love watching Hard Knocks, which debuts in a couple of days as well. So, man, like football's back. It's it's a lot to talk about. I could I could just keep rambling, but um, it's so much other stuff to get to, and like I could just say. I'm ready. I'm I'm here. I should have worn my, my shirt, my buck shirt or something today. I didn't even think about it. But sorry, I got the weekend. I'll flex a little bit. So uh we're here finally. Bro, this is probably the most excited that I've been for a preseason alone in a long time. I mean, I just think it feels like it's been such a long time since we've been, you know, since it's been a football season. Uh for me, the last time I watched my Steelers, it wasn't the best. Um, we was just absolutely embarrassed and having to having that linger the whole offseason. Um, wasn't sure if Ben was coming back, wasn't sure what was next, losing Bud Dupree. But you know, the last signing that we made, we picked up Melvin Ingram, which makes me feel a little bit happier. I know we were talking a little bit about it the last two episodes or whatever, and I was kind of like I just don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't know this year, like how my Steelers are going to be. But now that the season is here, now that the Sixers have put me all through all of this drama, I mean, I think the Steelers, a stable organization being back on the field is just kind of refreshing. Um, so I'm excited uh, to see what we do, whether this is Ben's last season or not. Um, I mean, I, I think it'll be a, you know, it'll be a good year. We're kind of, we're kind of the underdogs as well this season, which isn't, it's not a common thing for the Steelers. The Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns are a lot of people got them as like a top three team in the AFC this year. So, um, you know, kind of just hearing that, you know, it's a different era when the Cleveland Browns are are talking about winning a division. Um, so that, that's something. But like you said, the rookies, Najee Harris in Pittsburgh, we finally got a running back. We finally got a running game. Um, so I'm excited to see what he can do this year. And I mean, I don't even care about us going undefeated because we was almost undefeated last year like that's not even crossing my mind I just want to see us win when it matters um see if Ben can put together another another run in the quest for seven um uh, for for the Steelers nation the the tie the tie Tom Brady we need to get back up there but uh I'm, I'm just excited to I'm excited for the season to kick off I almost had to hit you with the with the you know, people can't have nice things because you start <laughs> talking about you start, <laughs> look, man, you gotta beat the Browns. Don't Tom Tom Brady and the Steelers are not in the same convo. Not this year. No, I won't say that. I don't know. Maybe y'all maybe the underdog role will be better for y'all this season. And like I said, I'm an honorary Steelers fan by my familial obligation. So I hope so. I hope y'all are good. We'll see what goes on. Um, but like we said, tonight, 8 p.m., Steelers-Cowboys Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio. But due to COVID, last year, Hall of Fame game was canceled 
the ceremony was postponed. But um, you know, we got a, a double ceremony pretty much this year, uh, the enshrinement ceremony. And this class, the 2021 class, well, I'll kind of start with this is the first class, I would say, of Hall of Famers where I feel like I feel completely old. Right. Peyton Manning is getting inducted to the Hall of Fame. Peyton Manning, the second greatest quarterback of my watching generation. You know what I mean? Like the generation that I watch, it was Tom Brady. It was Peyton Manning. And we talk about Peyton Manning going into the Hall of Fame. Calvin Johnson, if not the greatest, you know, a top two, top three greatest receiver of his generation being inducted to the Hall of Fame. Megatron is going to the Hall of Fame. Charles Woodson, another guy, one of my favorite players to watch. A Michigan guy, but Charles Woodson is going to the Hall of Fame. Alvin Fanica, offensive lineman, legend, legendary guard on our Super Bowl Steelers teams. He's going into the Hall of Fame. I mean, then I got to pay homage to, to some legends, Drew Pearson, former Cowboy legend, Coach Tom Flores, and then scout Bill Nunn, who kind of paved the way for a lot of black scouts in the industry. You know, Bill Nunn from the Steelers organization. So that's huge. But also the 2020 class, Troy Palomalu, childhood legend for every kid, every football fan, but every Steelers fan, of course. So Troy Palomalu, Edron James, another legendary guy that I grew up watching play, Isaac Bruce on those great Rams teams. And then Coach Bill Cower from my Steelers. And then also Coach Jimmy Johnson. I just named them at a 2020 class, but. Uh, any names on this Hall of Fame class stick out, Keith? And how how old does this class do? These classes make you feel? Yeah, like hey, like you said, man, old. Like we watched pretty much all these guys, bro. Uh, obviously, the man that sticks out, John Lynch, my you know my Buccaneer childhood safety. Won us a Super Bowl, big part of that defense, you know, back when we had the best defense in the league. You know, talk about the steel curtain, man. And then then it was those those Bucks defenses. I think they're, you know, the steel curtain has a little edge. Y'all, y'all were different back in those days. But um, you know, John Lynch, he I think he the last seven years, maybe he hadn't, you know, he didn't quite make it in, but he finally did. I consider it the Tom Brady effect. You know, Tom Brady comes to the Bucks. Next thing you know, Bucks in the Super Bowl, John Lynch. Um, but man, Charles Woodson, like you said, Michigan man, he's a legend. I, I the man could probably still play in the league today. Honestly, he's in. He's just that kind of athlete. And then Peyton Manning, Calvin Johnson. It doesn't even seem real, man. Calvin Johnson should still be playing. Um, but um, a crazy like a great a great great uh wide receiver man so i like this i like this class a lot man it's a lot of deserving guys and it's just crazy because as it this just means that as each class goes on and on like it'll be more and more guys that we really grew up watching and fell in love with so we're officially old we officially have stories to tell about watching these guys do this and that and uh it's crazy shout out to all these legends for getting inducted into the hall of fame Football is officially kicking off. We've been watching the headlines. We've been, you know, on Twitter. We've been seeing different stories and stuff like that. So it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot that's been going on across the, the NFL, whether it be quarterback controversies, whether it be Aaron Rodgers holding out, um, Joe Burrow, you know, the slow start to his uh, second season, you know, bouncing back from injury. So uh, just looking around the league, 
Um, what are some storylines or something that may have been on your radar or just how are you feeling about, you know, maybe what, how, the, how are the Bucks doing right now in camp? Uh, well, I'll start with, you know, just some storylines. Uh, the one I'm following pretty heavy is obviously the Aaron Rodgers drama. Um, he's at camp. He's in, he's in Green Bay, but how will, you know, how will his absence affect that team? How will the last hoorah, um, you know, how would that go for them? Uh, that's the storyline I'm, I'm big on. I mean, he said what today he was talking about, like, his relationship with the general manager, you know, is something that's being worked on and it's a process and all of that. So this is, you know, this is another Hall of Fame quarterback that we're talking about. And a lot of the, a lot of the offseason drama has been talking about him. So, of course, that storyline has been something I'm really interested in. Uh, well, I've been following. I want to see how they progress throughout the season. And then my Bucks, man, we – Hey, we look good. Like I said, um, Tom Brady played all last year with a torn MCL, and he had a he always had a you know, we always remember Tom. I feel like he's been wearing uh, like a brace on his knee for years, but so far this year in camp, he hasn't worn a brace one day. He's out here, he looks like a 20 year old, you know, he's out here making jokes, trying to boost his Madden speed rating and stuff. Uh, he's having a lot of fun. Grant was talking about how um, it's really cool to see Tom Brady show more of like his personality. And, you know, Tom said, you know, he thinks that comes with age and also just a new opportunity. The Patriots way doesn't always, always, you know, it doesn't seem like it's fun anyway. So I can imagine what it actually is like, you know, from my, my perspective, it, they look like they're miserable, but uh, anyway, um, and I'm, I'm saying uh, Tony Totap is back. I put it on my Instagram today. I said Tony Totap is back. Uh, I keep talking about these highlights that I've been posting. He's been in all of them. Like he he looks really really good. They're saying he's flying around, doing his usual yelling and getting on guys about being complacent as well. So um, I'm I'm really curious to see how this year goes, man. I I hope that for my team's sake, like for our guys, that there's no kind of lull after getting a, you know, win the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bucs have been bad forever, bro, honestly. And a lot of those guys that we had are young guys. And then there's a lot of guys that are older that have been with the team who never had a taste of win either. And I think the only thing I can say is that this is when having a guy like Tom Brady, having a coach like Bruce Arians is, is very fortunate because those are two guys that aren't going to allow you to, you know, be complacent, take days off and, Think about, uh, oh yeah, we won a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, you, you you hear Tom Brady say, "My my favorite Super Bowl is the next one," and that's a that's a mindset that um, that the whole team has to adopt. And I think that you know, moving forward, that's something that is going to be stuck with our culture for a while. So, hey, I, I'm 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 really happy. I'm excited. Uh, it's crazy. I was super excited about football last year when we signed Tom, we bought in Gronk, all this stuff. And now it's like, now that we won a Super Bowl, I'm even more excited. I just, I'm like, can we go undefeated? You know, you talked about it. Can we, can we go undefeated and can we repeat and do it? Um, you know, do all these things. I, I was seeing a lot of headlines. I think it was, it was some stat. It was saying like uh, every year or something, 
at least one team that made it to the conference uh, finals, or I guess not the finals, the conference championship, one team hasn't made the playoffs each year, like the, the following year. And they were talking about, you know, what team is it going to be? You know, and there's four really good teams, us, the Packers, the Bills, the Chiefs. I think that's the year where, you know, this is the year where that streak kind of goes away because I can't see any four, any of those four teams not making the playoffs. Uh, so that's another, you know, storyline I've really been kind of like intrigued by as well. So there's tons, bro, but I'm excited. I'm here. I'm glad. This is, this is the best. This is the best time of the year. We got basketball, summer league. We got baseball going on. You got football coming around, college football. Oh, my God. Like, this is a, this is a sports fan's dream, bro. I'm there with you, bro. Like, it's just a lot. It's a lot going on in the league. And you're at a different spot this year, this conversation, this time around than you were ever probably, you know. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what your guy Jameis Winston does if he's given a chance in New Orleans. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not no more, you know, tripping over the bags or anything like that. But, I, I mean, I think he'll have a good year if he's if he's named a starter. But, you know, it's a lot of quarterback battles going on around. I think Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, who starts in Denver. Um, I mean, I assume Trevor Lawrence will start from day one in Jacksonville, but don't tell Gardner Minshew that. Um, and then it's a lot of rumors swirling. I know Eagles fans are getting anxious, let's just say that, with the Deshaun Watson rumors, possibly with the Eagles being interested in Deshaun. And um, what does that mean for Hurts? Um, and then sadly, Devontae Smith is out already with an injury, and Carson Wentz out with an injury. and that's tough. So it's just a lot that's going on, but I'm ready, man. I'm ready for the season to be here. Um, and to finish out the episode today, we're going to do some lists, some rankings. And I think me and you, we said this before, like preseason and off season, the NFL, I feel like they don't have that same free agency, like the NBA. They don't have like the, their off season isn't as exciting. Right. So I, I, I kind of think media, I don't think it's really the organization, but I feel like it's NFL media. They like to stir stuff up. So they don't do the trade talks or the free agency because it's not, you know, the NBA is, is more fluent. The, the players kind of run that league. But in the NFL, what they do is they come up with these lists of rankings and all this different stuff. So today there were two that stood out to me personally. Um, it was one that I had saw like not too long ago. Someone had made a comment. He said that this someone I saw, they said, the, the Denver has the best wide receiver group. Jerry Judy, um, Cortland Sutton will be back. I think Hamler. So he said Denver has the best receiving core. And I was like, I mean, I don't even think they're top five personally. I don't even think they're the best young receiving core. And then today, uh, Bleacher Report released a list. And the way they ranked it, they said the Cowboys had the number one receiver core. Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, the Bucks will be second with Mike Evans, Godwin, A.B., the Rams third, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Sean Jackson, Bengals, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and then the Titans got Julio, Julio Jones, A.J., and then Reynolds. So, Keith, just kind of give me your take on that. I know your Bucks, they got your Bucks at number two, but how you feeling about that? Ah, I I have so much to say. That list is horrible. Um. Aside from the fact that we're number two um, with three all-pro wide receivers, Tom Brady throwing the ball, coming off of a Super Bowl, 
Um, I I don't I don't understand. The list has Deshaun Jackson on it. It's a great point. <laughs> the, the list has Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson is the biggest finesser in NFL history. He will give you true two or three great games and not play ever again. And he does it every single year. Teams continue to give in. And like, yeah, obviously, yes, he's still he's still a deep, a deep ball threat. He's still a fast receiver. But he's also five eight, maybe. A hundred and twenty pounds. And if Good the ball boy, is, if if the ball's not thrown directly to him. Djax isn't going to get it, bro. He's just not like, unless it's a deep ball. And even then, you're pushing it. Um, and then what? Josh Reynolds is on the list. Hold on, hold on, man. Let me look again. I, I just there's just so many other teams. Like then the Denver thing that you just said. I, I promise you, if I went up to like a casual and name just said the three last names, they would know. Jerry Judy, maybe. Nobody knows KJ Hamler yet. And this isn't to say these guys aren't good receivers, but you you're putting this list. This list has you know, you're putting I don't know. And Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd at four. Like, come on, bro. I'd rather I'd rather I think y'all's receiving court has makes a better case for five than that. You know what I'm saying? Like at least your guys have NFL production. Like at least your guys have a name. Like if you want to just you could have put team there are so many teams with just better names on here. Like like I, I even I wouldn't even hate to see you know the football team if we're just putting two guys and then a, their third receiver. I mean at least they have uh Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, who are are still better than a lot of these. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big Robert Woods fan. I think Cooper Cup is great. I'm not a big Robert Woods fan. Um, I don't know, bro. Um, and just I'll just address the fact that the Cowboys are ahead of us, man. I don't, <laughs> it must be the brand, bro. It's the it's got to be the brand because I don't even think Amari Cooper is all that great. He's a great route runner. I don't think he's a more complete receiver than than any of our guys that are on that list. I'm taking my with those the Bucks have three number ones on that list, Walt. I and this agree. is no bias. No bias. Three number ones. I mean, people try to say Chris Godwin's better than Mike Evans. It's like they're actually Bucks fans. They're NFL pundits and experts that'll say Chris Godwin's better than Mike Evans. And Mike Evans is the only receiver in NFL history to have a thousand yards every every single season. So that that alone, and then Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. Somebody tried to argue with me. An Eagles fan, an Eagles fan tried to argue with me the other day and say he was talking about the Eagles number three. And I it because it was like uh, they were talking about when Devontae Smith got hurt, and I was like, if um, it was somebody, it might have been Rager or. Some dude, I was like, if he's your number three, I think it was right. I was like, if, if that's your number three, I'm just going to say like, or if that's your number two, y'all in trouble. 
And then he's like telling me about like Greg Ward and oh man, I can't Fulgham, even remember Tra- Travis Fulgham. Yes, Fulgham. And he's like, he's like Travis Fulgham had more yards on less catches than Antonio Brown and Greg Ward had more touchdowns than Antonio. I'm like, bro, he played eight games, first of all. And like either way, <laughs> he's he's so much better than those guys. Like it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, yeah, like you said, the, the NFL offseason just doesn't have much to talk about. I mean, that's why you see so much talk about uh, Aaron Rodgers every week because they're just running out of things to talk about. But these lists are horrible. Uh, Brent Sobleski made this. I think that's his name. If y'all find him on Twitter, I'm, gonna, I'm about to go have a conversation with him shortly after this because this list is horrible um, for many reasons. I, I just I, – I can't – I can't imagine somebody realistically saying that CD lamb and Michael Gallup are better than Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, or even Julio and AJ Brown, if you want to go there. And then to have Jamar chase and let the man play a down first, bro. you know, to, to do that, bro, that's, that's like crowning. That's you crown the man too early. And it's, it's like the, he plays for the Bengals. The Bengals aren't going to be good anyway. They, like, it, doesn't, it doesn't even matter how good that trio is. Like They're playing y'all and the Browns and the Ravens twice a year. I promise you, by the time those three defenses and secondaries are done with them, bro, this list, they'll be at like 16, 17 in the league, bro. Just, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why Brent did that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I mean, I feel like the Cowboys and Bucks. I mean, they're I feel like they are the two that kind of definitely separates themselves from the rest. Um, but I, I do think Evans is a better number one than Cooper. I think Godwin's a better number two than Gallup. And then AB at this point in his career, I mean, I still think if he can play to you know his prime, I still take him over you know CD Lamb. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think that the Bucs, especially coming off the Super Bowl, they have the best receiving core. Um, the Rams, the Woods and Cup combination. I mean, I'm higher on Robert Woods than I am on Cooper Cup, if I'm being honest. So, I disagree with you there. Like, Robert Woods has been producing. He's the guy. And I had him on fantasy, so I know he's 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 the guy. Robert Woods is the guy. He's all, he's very, like really reliable. Um, but I mean, I'm even looking at teams like the Buffalo Bills. I feel like they could be in this conversation. Uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, Cole Beasley, who's probably one of the best slot guys in the league. Um, but maybe they didn't put him in there for political reasons. We know we know what's going on with, with Cole Beasley right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I think what, Gabe Gabe Davis, you know, had a great year. So I mean, I think the Bills they could be in a conversation as well as the the Vikings with Thielen and Jefferson. I mean, I think. That may be the top duo in the league. And maybe you say Evans and Godwin, but I mean what Jefferson did last year, what Adam Thielen had did the, the years prior. I mean, I think that that duo was right up there with the best. Woods Cup and Deshaun Jackson, I think that's the the one where I think maybe they could be bumped. But the Bengals one is just disrespectful on so many levels. Uh Tyler Boyd is great. Like he's Mr. Reliable. He is he is the best slot, in my opinion, in the NFL. Tyler Boyd. Um, 
unfortunately, he's played for the Bengals for so long. I think maybe people forget that. But I think Tyler Boyd is he's a he's a great receiver. Um, and that's why, you know, they didn't really care much about A.J. Green being there. Um, speaking of A.J. Green, I think the Cardinals could be in this conversation. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have A.J. Green now. You have Larry Fitzgerald. Then they just drafted Rondell Moore. Um, so, I mean, I think the Cardinals have a, a pretty good trio. But Chase has not played a game yet. T. Higgins had a good rookie season, but, you know, didn't prove that he was a legit number one option, which – he will be the number one option in Cincinnati this year. So I'm just, I'm struggling to see how he's there. And like you said, my Steelers, Claypool had a better year than Higgins. If you ask me, Uh, I feel like Deontay Johnson is a legit number one receiver. He proved that last year. And then Juju Smith. I mean, Juju was the team MVP a few years back. So, you know, maybe the TikTok dancers is probably what scared them away from, you know, putting Juju on a list, but, I mean, there are some great trios in the league, but I, I definitely feel like some are snubbed here. Um, and maybe this order could be readjusted, but I mean, I'm not too upset with it. I, I, if that's anything, like, I'm not too upset with it, but I feel like some teams are disrespected. But hearing that the Eagles were even brought up in this conversation, bro, was the funniest thing I've heard today. So I'm, I'm going to just say whoever said that, they're, they're worse than any Eagles fan because most Eagles fans I know, they, they would say they have the worst receiving core in the league. So, I don't know, man. I don't know what that guy was watching. Oh, no, he's he's very delusional. He's uh, he's It got to the point where I actually said, I was like, this is my last argument with you for the rest of the year. So, um, no, the Eagles fans, don't worry. Y'all can kick him off. He needs a new team anyway. So, uh, that's, yeah, I, I don't know. List, this list just has me puzzled. I'm just over here reading some of the comments. Uh, you know, people are, there's a lot of people saying Juju Claypool and Deontay should be top five. And I, I, I agree. And just reading some of the, the takes on Antonio Brown, uh, there's the people who still realize that he's probably better than a lot of those guys on that list individually. But, you know, there's also people who just think he's lost it for some odd reason. So, uh, don't worry. The good thing is we get to play the Cowboys week one. So now I see you week one. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, man. Last thing before we close out the day, running backs is another one. Um, I mean, I'll just ask you this. So the list that Chris Johnson, the legendary Chris Johnson, 2000 yards, man. Uh, Chris Johnson, running back, former Titan. Said Dalvin Cook is his number one back. And then he said Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Alvin Kamara, and then Christian McCaffrey at five. Um, I think it's kind of funny because me and uh, Romario, who we had on a pod in season one, who came on, we were just talking over the weekend. And he said he believes Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. So me, I was like, you got to be crazy. Like, you know, there's no way. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the NFL. I mean, that's just me thinking like, ah, oh, it's Cleveland Browns. I will say that the Browns have the best tandem with Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So I'll definitely give them that. But, you know, I definitely wasn't thinking that Nick Chubb was the best in the league. Like, I'm, I'm a big Alvin Kamara fan. That's, he's my favorite back. Um, but I also think Derrick Henry is a better runner than Chubb. And I think McCaffrey is a better all-around back than Chubb as well. Right? So Chubb is 
I got Chubb around like five if I'm ranking him. Chris Johnson didn't have him at all. But I also saw this stat, the most yards per rush in the fourth quarter in the last 30 seasons. Nick Chubb averaged 10 yards per rush in the fourth quarter. That was four more than Derrick Henry, who has 6.6, and then four more than Aaron Jones, who has 6.0. But 10 yards per carry in the fourth quarter is that's unheard of and the most by any running back in the last 30 seasons. So I looked at that again and I'm like, sheesh, like maybe, maybe I'm missing. So I'll pay more attention to Nick Chubb and the Browns as a whole this year. And speaking of the Browns, they could have had a top five receiver tandem with Odell Jarvis Landry and whether it be Donovan Peoples Jones or Rashard Higgins. I mean, I think they're we putting Deshaun Jackson in the conversation. Why can't we put them in a conversation? So, but Keith, who, who would be your top, three to five running backs? Like, how would you rank the running backs? Um, Man, this this is really hard. Um, I, I still think Derrick Henry is probably my number one running back um, just because he's one of those guys that I think it doesn't matter who's around him. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It doesn't matter who the offensive line is. He's going to still produce. He's still going to get you tough yards. I mean, he's game-breaking folks, winning games alone, running for 200 yards on folk, on people. Um, so I, I had to put him first. Um, then it gets hard for me, man. Uh, I, I, I realize how complete Christian McCaffrey is. Um, I've, I've also realized how much he means to that offense. Dalvin Cook, I think, is a – I'm still bitter that the Bucks didn't draft him. Um, really, really hurt me. But I would, I'd probably put – I'd probably put Dalvin second and then Nick Chubb third. And then I have a, a monkey wrench. You know, a lot of people don't, don't get this man enough credit, but I know we're only doing top three or so, but a guy who I think deserves more credit would be Alvin Kamara. Um, I, I, he's one of my favorite running backs to watch. Um, I think he has a lot of the same abilities as Christian McCaffrey, um, but in a different offense. Um, I think he has a lot of the same abilities as Dalvin Cook as well. I mean, he's not as fast, um, not as quick, but he's also, he's one of those backs that I think is also game changing, but that's just my little Alvin Kamara plug. Um, but I, I would go Derrick Henry. Dalvin, and then I say Chubb with um, Alvin and McCaffrey kind of fighting for four and five, and that's that's that. I got you. I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of one of the golden eras of the running back position. Um, I mean, I think the '90s, even '80s, it was very like the running backs were the guys, like they were the face of the franchise, um, and it was just a different league back then. But I think this reemergence lately in the last three to four years, I mean, it's, it's really, really deep at the running back position. I feel like every team has like a feature back, got the young up and coming guys. And then we have the stars and it's deep, man. It's, it's a deep league. And it's crazy. Cause just like what, two years ago, we were talking about ZQ Elliott and Saquon Barkley as the two guys, right? They came from big schools. They came from Penn state. They came from Ohio state and they burst right onto the scene. They were top, what, five picks top five picks in the draft and they just I mean they were they were elite running backs early on and we know how the running back position is 
many guys, you know, you have a lot of success early on in your career. Um, but whether it be injuries or whether it be O-line problems, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a lot different. So I'm still thinking, like, I kind of look at it two ways. If we're talking about just, like, all-around backs, I mean, I, I think McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara are in a class by themselves. But just because what they can do out of the backfield as receivers is, I mean, it's impressive. And then all-around, like, if we talk about running – and catching and everything, I think Dalvin Cook may be the most complete back in the NFL. I think Derrick Henry's the best runner. Um, so, like, saying all of that, it's hard for me to rank him, but I'll try my best. Um, so I'm going to say Cook is number one. I think Dalvin Cook's the best back just because he can do everything. Um, two, I would say Derrick Henry. Three, I would say McCaffrey. Four, I would say Kamara. He's my favorite guy, but I think I, I will put you know McCaffrey and, and Henry and Cook over him. And then five, I'll go with Nick Chubb um, just because of his production last year. Um, and I think Zeke and Saquon, they have the talent. Um, we just haven't seen them put it all together yet. I mean, I think we saw Zeke put it together early in his career. Saquon, he's been kind of stuck in New York and then injury last year. So, I mean, I think they're outside of the top five right now. But, I mean, I think all these guys are elite feature backs. And, you know, they can, they can be the star of your team and the future part of your offense. It's crazy because kind of like you said, man, we're in that era where a lot of times running backs kind of get – they don't get that that love. But all these guys are special. Uh, I know you – Zeke – Zeke was one of my – Zeke was the first Ohio State player that I actually didn't mind rooting for, like in my life probably. And Saquon, I mean, he, he earned my respect plenty of times in those Penn state Michigan games. And I think he's, he's a special back as well. He's got to shake those injuries kind of like you alluded to. The good thing is, like you said, man, season's here. Everybody's back as of, as of now, uh, Saquon, I don't know when Saquon will just kind of start playing again. Uh, judge said he's like going to take his time with him, but either way, all these guys, man, you could break them down into different, different tiers like you said like complete backs receiving backs um third down backs all that kind of stuff so i'm not mad at your list i i, I love dalvin cook man he i told you i'm still hurting <laughs> still hurt the workhorse man the workhorse all right man anything closing out today that you want to lead the people with oh man just enjoy this these coming weeks of sports man all of y'all it's a lot of stuff going on and in the sports world in the regular world and stay safe out here with the COVID now Lambda variant out in the world and foolishness like that, man. Y'all, everybody just stay safe, uh, mask up, you know, get vaccinated, all that good stuff. So that's really all I got for you. Got you, man. I second all of that and Olympics closing out, man. We winded down. The Olympics is, is finishing up. Um, a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, U.S. team didn't have the greatest night in a track. U.S. men's 4 by one did not make the final, which is unheard of in terms of us actually completing a race. We haven't been in a final in 17 years, I think, was it? So that's the last four Olympics. But usually we either drop the baton or get disqualified, but we didn't qualify. And I'm just shocked to see that we finished the race sixth place in our heat and didn't make the final. Um, but USA men's basketball team, after dropping the first game to France, you know, they got hot again. They got hot again, so they will have a rematch 
versus France in the gold medal game tomorrow. So I'll be tuning into that. But man, other than that, looking forward to NFL season being here. My Steelers setting the tone for the season. Can't wait to watch that. But that's all we have for y'all this week, man. And NFL preview coming soon. Stay tuned. We'll get that to y'all before the season starts. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate all the support that we've been getting. Um, Continue to follow us, like, subscribe, download, and share all the episodes. And until next time, two for two, we're out. Peace.